Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the final word. And good evening. I'm Jenna Harner. Welcome to the final word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three esteemed panelists. Please welcome afternoon host at 105.9 VX, Mark Madden. Jenna, how many more cases of this terrible disease do we need before we shut it down? I'm talking, of course, about lung cancer and the American tobacco industry. Mm. Great question there, Mark. From our partner, DKFitzerSports.com, Chris Carter. All I've got to say is if I have to do two more previews of this Steelers-Ravens game, I'm not going to be able to make it. I think a lot of us are feeling that in our brains this week, Chris. And from the Triv, Steelers radio host, Tim Benz. How long do Thanksgiving leftovers last in your fridge before you have to freeze them because the stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey for the second course I was planning to eat for Steelers Ravens is starting to look a little peaky. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh man, you can freeze stuffing. I did learn that this week. It's not as great, but still delicious. Well, some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight, how the Steelers are handling the COVID situation and game delays, the punishment that should be handed down to the Ravens, league-wide COVID issues, and the NF NHL's future, plus whether the NHL will be able to drop, drop the puck at all but first, the night's big topic, the COVID roller coaster from this week surrounding the Steelers and Ravens. In your eyes, how did the NFL do in handling the COVID cases, specifically regarding the Steelers-Ravens game this week? Mark, we start off with you. I'm not sure what else the NFL could have done. I know the Ravens have a tremendous number of COVID cases, and I expect the game tomorrow night, excuse me, Tuesday night, to be an absolute joke because who, who they'll be missing and the practice squad players they're going to have to put out there. But don't forget, the intent all along was not to do this perfect because it could never be done perfect. The virus has been unwilling to negotiate up until this point. You just get the games in, get them on TV, get paid for TV. Whoever wins, wins. And if an occasional game turns out to be a joke, like Denver today playing with a practice squad wide receiver quarterback, then that occasional game is a joke and you try to spin it, you know, folksy. It's a good story, even though it was awful football. So again, that's about all they could do. They've done their best and to me, it's been good enough. Well, Mark, for all the reasons you point out, that's why I think they should have played on Thursday because for all their fancy talk about genomic testing and tracing and all that, Boy, that blew up in their face. They made it sound like it was going to be a lock for those reasons that the game was going to be played on Sunday and it was anything but. I think if the goal is to get the games on TV, if the games are just to be played and get through them and get to the playoffs, then you play this game back on Thursday when at least Baltimore could have fielded a more likely and capable team than what they're going to be able to field on Tuesday, a la what you've seen a lot of times in the NCAA. Yeah, but they might also have spread the disease on the field Thursday, Tim, plus which but we Tuesday night that. football. It's a brave new world. This will be the first time we see Tuesday night football, not nearly the last. Yeah, I, I feel like this, this was a situation where because they kept adding a new player testing positive and positive and positive every week, they needed to figure out 
where they can contain th this coronavirus, and they believe they've got it after today. If no one tests positive all on Monday, then, then this shows that, hey, the, the pushing it to Tuesday worked, and we're moving forward here. But by and large, the, the NFL, they knew that they were going to have a lot of challenges. They, they had these different plans in place. I still think that they need to put other plans in place because this is still, we still got plenty of football to be played, and we still got a full holiday season to go through with Christmas coming up, and that may prove to be even more challenges. Well, a reminder to keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on how the Steelers handled the changes this week. Some players complained, but now they say they're ready. From Facebook, Justin says, we'll see on Tuesday night that we will. To Twitter, Jim says, show frustrations, but handled appropriately. And also from Twitter, the standard is the standard. A true classic Mike Tomlinism. Mark Madden, your five words. Uh, what else could they do? I didn't like it on Wednesday when Ebron and Juju complained. Uh, let's call it what it was. It wasn't complaining. It was whining like grade schoolers. And then that jumped up and bit them when James Conner came down with COVID as well as a couple coaches. But Mike Tomlin shut them up. I'm sure they'll be as prepared as they need to be. And like I said, the Steelers are going to beat what's left of the Ravens silly on Tuesday night. Definitely a lot of frustrations among the Steelers. Chris, your five words. Just act like Cam Hayward. While Juju and Ebron were complaining on Twitter, and I kind of felt for them because this isn't just, you know, the, the, the Ravens let it happen. They had a coach violate the protocols, just like the Titans practiced off facility, which was ridiculous. But at the same time, you still have to stay focused. And Cam Hayward's response through all of this was, hey, you know what? Got to show to work up on Sunday. Oh, don't got to work on Sunday? Great, I'm old. I need the break. I need the ice time. So uh, he's happy to move into Tuesday, even though Cam Hayward when he gets home at night, he might be pounding his desk and being, you know what, I hate this, but never let anyone else see that, and that's the way that a captain acts. That's why he's Cam Hayward. Tim, your five words. I guess my five words just got a false negative because I was going to go with everyone should have been like Hayward. So <laughs> I'm right there with you, Chris. <laughs> I have the exact same opinion, which is that Hayward said it the right way. We'll just see you on Sunday, and now that just turns into we'll just see you on Tuesday uh, that was everybody will complain on behalf of the Steelers trust me the fans the media uh, nationally and locally will always want to make the Steelers the aggrieved party Steelers players don't have to do the complaining plenty of other people will do that on their behalf yeah go to Twitter you'll see that for sure now the NFL will be conducting an investigation into the Ravens and we'll be talking about the investigation next after huge fines to the Patriots and Saints. What should the Ravens punishment be? From Twitter, $500,000 fine, loss of a draft pick, and the termination of Steve Saunders. The panel debates it next on The Final Word. This is The Final Word. And welcome back to The Final Word. I'm Jenna Harner with Mark Madden, Chris Carter, and Tim Benz. $500,000 to the Saints, $350,000 to the Patriots. The Steelers and Titans have also been fined this season for COVID violations. We're asking, what is a fair punishment to be handed out to the Baltimore Ravens? Tim, we'll start with you. Well, for their punishment, I'd certainly uh, make the strength and conditioning coach uh, go away and, and not be hired again for a long time. Uh, I would see 
draft choices revoked. Uh, I would also see a fine in excess of what you saw for the Titans because at least what the Titans did was uh, a protocol violation for after the fact that didn't lead to what they thought was the problem in the first place to get the virus into their room to begin with. So for all those reasons, I think you can exceed what you gave the Titans. Uh, but, you know, this is all arbitrary stuff. This is all it's just arbitrary chatter over what we think deserve is. Uh, the bigger deal is uh, not following the rules that were set in place after it was made abundantly clear following Tennessee what the issue was. And, hey, I'd say the same thing about the Broncos, too, with what we're hearing about those quarterbacks not uh, having their masks on and all failing to social distance to study film was true as well. Yeah, there's a reason the league implemented those intensive protocols and the reasons why teams should be following those so we don't see situations like this. Well, on Facebook, Gerard says you can't have forfeits. Fines and draft picks are really the only option. Chris, what would you think could be handed out as a punishment to the Ravens? I think Tim brings up a great point about it being arbitrary. I mean, does everyone remember how, er how angering that the NFL was on punishing just regular things? I mean, it was just like they were spinning a wheel of morality and they were just like, hey, you know what? Uh, you get a one-game suspension. Rob Gronkowski got the same amount of punishments for jumping on the back of a guy's head who was laying flat on the ground as Juju got for taunting during a game. Like, that's that's how ridiculous they've been on normal things. With COVID, there's a lot of different stuff. But I think right now the NFL has to put down the hammer on Steven Saunders. Not just not just pushed off the Ravens. Not just gone. He needs to be banned from the league. If you're going to go be a strength and condition coach, go to college, go to high school, you're done here. They have to send the message so that every other coach that, that thinks about this kind of stuff and says, you know what? I don't care. They see that and they're like, okay, this is a problem. We, I can't, I can't put, afford to put my whole career on the line. And it's funny to think about looking all the way back at the first part of the season when Juju and James Conner were fined for having too much of their legs showing and their socks yep. high, pulled not too high. Well, Mark, what are your thoughts here? The Ravens should forfeit the rest of the season. <laughs> Each of their players should be banned from playing in the NFL ever again. And the Steelers should get a bye to the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, People throw the word fair about in situations like this. Uh, the virus don't know no fair. Uh, I think they should get fined about the same as the Saints and Patriots lose a draft pick as well. And the strength coach should get banned from football for at least a year. Uh, the NFL should just, you know, tell them to take a hike for one season. But keep in mind, a half million dollar fine means nothing to these teams. Yep. Losing a late draft pick means nothing. And as far as the strength coach goes, They'll just get some other meathead to spot the bench press. These are punishments in name only. The teams don't care. Yeah, and we know that this is the NFL, and like Chris said, there's a lot of leeway in deciding what they decide to do and what they decide to not do. Well, we're staying on the COVID issues in the NFL, an abysmal happening in Denver when the Broncos lost all of their quarterbacks because of COVID protocol. The 49ers can't play or practice at their home field for three weeks. Where is the NFL headed for the rest of the season? Chris, we'll start with you. I think it's a further sign that you have to be extremely careful. Uh, you know, because Mike Tomlin was asked this very question. What ha they said, what happens if that happens to you? And he said it wouldn't because we follow the NFL protocols and they wouldn't have four quarterbacks in the same room with, with, with masks being off. I think that's the approach. You have to stick to the rules. The rules are there for a reason. The Broncos knowingly violated it. And yes, it seems like it's such an honest 
honest mistake. But you know what? There was at one point in time I was wearing a mask so much during this pandemic. People that I worked with forgot I had a beard. That's that's what you need to have to do in this situation. Make these things normal. And there are some teams that are having a quarterback kind of put away and, you know, on the practice squad, but not making him available, not having him come in contact with the other quarterbacks for this reason alone. Well, from Twitter, maybe it's time to think about a temporary pause to get the outbreak under control and allow those who've caught it time to get well again. Tim? Uh, yeah, but then again, once everybody comes back into the regular general population, it's going to incubate. So if they were to cancel these games, I think they would have been a tough situation for next week thereafter, as a lot of cases would have popped up and you might have that same effect after Christmas and before the final week of the season going into the holidays. So uh, look, what I would have done if we had it to do all over again was to put in a week 18 thought, but do it in week 14 after all the natural buys are done. And then you could catch up before you get to the real nuts and bolts of the last three weeks of the season. And then you could have another one for week 18. If you need to in an emergency situation, shoehorn that in. That's what I would have done. It's too late for that kind of planning now. But what I want to see from the NFL is use Mike Tomlin's uh, credo here. Have a plan in place, but be light on your feet. You can always be light on your feet and change what you have planned. I just don't know what the plans are right now, and I don't know what the parameters are to institute a forfeit, to institute a moving of a game, to institute the need for a week 18 should it happen. We need to start hearing some of that. Adaptability and flexibility really seem to be the two kind of keywords of this entire NFL season. Mark, your thoughts? I just keep playing. They're not going to take a pause. They're not going to ever forfeit a game. So just keep playing. Uh, the goal is to get the games on TV and get paid that network money. So far, so good. It ain't going perfect, but again, the virus has shown an unwillingness to negotiate or help the NFL out at all. These are young, fit athletes. Ain't none of them going to die. You got the guy in Buffalo, the tight end, who had the myocarditis, the heart inflammation. Hopefully he'll be okay. He should be, but he's one guy. I don't mean to be callous, but he's one guy. Just keep playing. Well, let's turn to hockey now. The league and the players still haven't figured out how to have a season. Do you believe there's a solution to salvage the season? Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, the owners really don't want to play until they can sell tickets. The players don't want to defer any more of their money. I say wait till October. Start hockey then when you traditionally start. On Twitter, Cliff says full face shields for everyone. College is having their hockey season. Chris? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Mark. I think if, if this team, if the league is trying to not lose a whole bunch of money, you got to consider attendance because it's a much bigger factor than the NFL. So you might have to look at to saying, hey, let's just push this off until everyone can be back in our stadium. Tim, your thoughts on yeah, this? Yeah, 48 games, uh, mini bubbles perhaps. That's just about the only way I can see it getting done. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see what will happen. Well, when we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. This is the final word. It's time now for the final word. Everyone gets a chance. Tim, we start with you. Well, we talked a little bit about hockey before the break, and I'll pick up where we left off. It's not the NHL, but college hockey has found a way to get on the ice in a lot of different conferences and a lot of different 
places. Robert Morris here in Pittsburgh among them off to a three wins and four tries start against Alabama Huntsville and Canisius in the first two weekends. Uh, I got to call those games and I can't tell you how happy I was to see live hockey in person again. I'm skeptical about the NHL getting going again, but boy, I hope it happens because I didn't realize how much I missed it and missed the variety to something else besides football. We didn't really have competitive baseball, but it was good to see hockey in person again on the island. Chris, your final word. Pitt might have thought, Pitt, some Pitt fans might have thought they had a real chance against Clemson, but everybody knows that was a one in a million shot, just like that's why that was so special in 2016 when they beat Clemson. They're just a bigger recruiting talent. They've got a lot more talent all across, the, across the board. That's to be expected what happened. But what was to be looked at, and I think you can pull out of it, is two of the seniors that I think stand a really good chance to make it in the NFL, Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones, both of them sacked Trevor Lawrence. Rashad Weaver twice enforcing a fumble. Patrick Jones, that was his ninth sack in the season, second most in the country. I think that they showed enough, just like Alex Highsmith that the Steelers third round draft pick showed enough against Clemson in his blowout loss to, the, to them last year and maybe Pitt might have two more edge rushers make, making the difference in the NFL. Mark your final word. I never thought I'd say this but it's time to eliminate or dial back video review in big time sports. I know you want to get all the calls right but it's robbed every game of its emotion and its spontaneity. We no longer wait for the next big play. We wait for the next video review. So get rid of replay. Mark, did Liverpool get the short end of the stick on replay? Yes, they did, Jenna. <laughs> there it is. That's there it is. There it Boom. Is. <laughs> so sorry to hear about that. Well, now our final word from social media from Pat Clark. I miss hockey. Pat, we miss hockey too a lot. I'm right there with you on that one. We're dying to see an NHL season, and unfortunately, who knows? It may or may not look like that. We may be looking more and more like Mark and Tim were mentioning that October, more likely than not, will be when we see hockey. Well, for my final word, the NFL has a lot to figure out here. This was a situation they did not want to get to. They didn't entirely anticipate getting to. And with the Ravens, they didn't anticipate it being this bad. You look at the Baltimore Ravens. At this moment, they have 23 players on that COVID list, multiple positive cases, including the league's reigning MVP, the running backs throughout that room, Mark Andrews, players with underlying health concerns. Andrews is a diabetic. So a lot of concerns about that in general for these players. The NFL did not think it was going to get to this point and they have a lot of questions to answer if they want to make it through this season unscathed and do what all the leagues wanted to do at the end of the season, which is crown an eventual champion. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the final word for Tim, Chris and Mark. I'm Jenna Harner. Thanks so much. Have a great night.